to the Digging Deeper podcast, hosted by 4constructionpros.com and covering various aspects of the construction industry, including the equipment, people, companies, and associations making it all happen. My name is Becky Schultz, editor of Equipment Today. And in this episode, Tom Schwind, Vice President and Business Line Manager for Hydraulic Attachments Tools North America at Epiroc, shares key trends in the construction industry that are affecting the types of attachments being used. He also provides tips on how the companies utilizing these attachments can help ensure they get maximum return on that investment. Let's dig in with Tom now. Tom, thank you so much for joining me. And I'd just like to start off by learning a little bit more about your position at Epiroc and about the attachment product lines that you're in, you're covering as part of that role. Well, first of all, thank you for having me. I really appreciate this opportunity. I came to actually Atlas Copco, and then we spun off to Epiroc in October of 2014. So I've been with the company a little over six years. I started in the business development role and moved my way up. And in 2018, I became the business line manager for hydraulic attachment tools. So that job is I oversee the entire US hydraulic attachment portfolio. So I'm in charge of basically the division for the US customer center, which is located in Broomfield, Colorado. The portfolio includes breakers, drum cutters, compactors, pulverizers, concrete busters, combi cutters, shears, magnets, grapples, bucket crushers, screening buckets, and augers. Looking at attachments from a fairly broad standpoint, what would you say are some key trends in the construction industry that are impacting how attachments are being used and what contractors are expecting from them in terms of performance and longevity um, in their operations? Yes, so there's many key trends affecting construction, but today I'm going to focus on three of them, okay? One is rental, the other is competition. And lastly, real estate. So I say rental, 60% of all the breakers that we sell go into some sort of rental fleet first. So most people traditionally think of United Rental or Sunbelt or one of the national or independent rentals. Sure. But even our dealers have a full set of rental fleet. So everything goes into some rental. So the, the important thing to know about that is they want dependable, reliable attachments. For them, it's all about utilization and uptime. If you don't give them a good attachment, it's not going to last. And there's a lot of them out there that try to buy cheap and try to buy lower to have the lower upfront cost and they get burned because the return on investment becomes much, much greater. Right. Second, the second thing is competition. Now, I don't mean my competition. I mean competition out there for the jobs. So more competition equals tighter bids, which equals lower margins. So with this going on, people need the most productive tools. We came out with the concrete buster to address a situation where you can now get over larger structures to demolish them. We came out with the drum cutter, 
which is an alternative to breaker when noise pollution and vibration are a issue within cities and tight confined spaces. We were the first one to ever come out with a solid body. So less weight, more power. Again, confined spaces, you can use bigger braking on smaller units. Our ProLine hammers have power adapt to protect the hammer from the machine. So you can't overflow it or overpressurize it. So it won't blow up your machine or your investment, the excavator, right? So, right. so we have consistently trying to meet, we've come out with chisel paste that is now totally environmentally friendly. You can literally put it in water and it's completely fine. So addressing these needs and making sure that the contractor goes to battle with the best tools is what we're all about. It's making sure that they are ready to compete. And then lastly is real estate. So you say real estate, that doesn't, but it's location, location, location. So we are focusing a lot on demolition contractors. Why? Because in urban and even suburban areas where you see this great mall that now after the pandemic, not many people are going to, that's still optimal location. People still want stuff there. It just might be need to be something else. So with the demolition and our hammers, which is also a demolition tool, we can remove that stuff, take it. We don't need to keep sprawling out we can urbanize and change what is in existing areas and make it better for everybody, make it better for the community, make it better for the environment and make it better for the country. So we're not just sprawling and then seeing all this dead old real estate that is that you pass all the time on highways and, and byways. And they're usually in very congested spots. So if we can clean that up, it's better for everybody. Are that you seeing that there are maybe certain types of attachments that are coming more to the forefront because of the types of projects that you're describing or that contractors may be looking for different features in yes. attachments than they had in the past? Yes. So in the past, most contractors went to battle with or went to a job with a bucket and maybe a breaker. Okay. Now it has become so specialized, but I say specialized 20 years ago, you had a demolition contractor that would do the demolishing and you had a pipe guy that would do the pipe work and you had a site guy that would do the site work. Now, most companies try to do everything themselves. So sure. even though we're less specialized in contractors than we were 20 years ago, we're more specialized in the equipment that contractors want to buy because they're trying to do it all. So we are trying to meet their needs with more intelligent and more broad ranging attachments. So drum cutter is a perfect example. You can do demolition with it. You can do uh, rock excavation with it. You can even do pipe work with it. So that one attachment now can do three things in a environmentally and job conscious way. So meaning when you, when you break with a hammer for pipe work, you have to oversize the trench you're digging because the, the hammer has to get in at angles to make the bottom of your trench square. Okay. Right. A drum cutter can come in and make a perfectly square trench 
just by doing it and you can trench it out at the same time. So we're trying to meet the needs of the market with our attachments, but we're also trying to meet the needs of individual contractors because they're getting broader, even though the jobs are getting more finite. Right. And it seems like that there is more demand for performance capabilities, the ability to ensure that this attachment is going to be able to work in their fleet for a long time to come. Can, do you have any suggestions or, or tips or anything that contractors should maybe take a look at when they're, they're either purchasing an attachment or when they're utilizing an attachment that might help them to get to, to maybe cut their total cost of ownership or to help manage that cost over the lifetime of the tool in their fleet? One of the big things we do when we, do, when we sell our attachments is we're one of the few manufacturers that we make all the major components in the hydraulic breaker and they're made to a specific tolerance, right? So by doing that, we have established the tolerances that are proper for that hammer and our aftermarket parts are also just as important to use our tool steel, to use our chisel paste, because when we developed the entire unit, we did that all with our tolerances in mind. When you start buying aftermarket product, you may be saving some money up front, but once you have a catastrophic failure, all that money is gone. For instance, we had a perfect example. We had a customer that in one of our hammers, the piston was blown. So we go out there to check it. They were not using our tool steel. The tool steel did not have the same angle on the top of it, which made the piston misfire, which made the hammer blow up. Okay. It made it so blow by up. not using, yes, it made it blow up. So wow. by not having the right tolerances, okay, you are putting your equipment in jeopardy. And this goes beyond just the attachment. Sure. You get metal in the system. Now it goes all the way up through the excavator. Okay. Right. So now you're, Fifty or hundred thousand dollar investment may affect your three or four hundred thousand dollar investment, and it becomes a very big issue. So, to, for us, it's about properly training the mechanics, properly training the operator, which we do. It's about preventive maintenance, which we we highly suggest, and it's about staying on top of it. So, some people try to oh, I don't want to replace my bushing. It's only 85% worn. If you go over 100, you can create much more damage. So it's better to throw 15% of $1,000 or $2,000 away than have a catastrophic failure that might cost you $10,000 in repairs. It sounds like there are some things that I think some contractors may not find intuitive. That If they're like me, I'll use something to its very nth degree until every last drop of, of use is out of it. But sometimes that, that backfires from the sounds of it. Yes, uh, it, it absolutely does. The, the, the problem with trying to get every bit out is if you're not checking and constantly staying aware of what's going on, okay, it becomes a problem for the attachment. Okay. Right. And then it becomes a problem for a lot more things. Okay. Sure. So here's another thing, hammer points. People want to try to run the hammer points up, up 
so high past the useful length and up almost into the bottom of the hammer. The problem with that is you lose range of motion. You're putting the hammer in a position that you shouldn't, and then you could affect other parts of your excavator, say cylinders, or because you're, you're hammering it with it out of position because you've let it wear down so much. An example in real life would be your brakes. If you wear your brakes and you hear it squeak, and then all of a sudden the squeaks go away, that means you've gone through the squeak guard, and now you really risk going through the brake pad and into the calipers. And then that becomes a much bigger thing or a much bigger expense than just doing your brake pads. So right. the contractors, everybody wants to have hydraulic attachments, but they want to treat them like a bucket. And treating them like a bucket doesn't work, okay? So just like a bucket, you should replace your teeth. You should check the welds around the, the shanks or adapters. And if you don't, things are going to break. With hammers and hydraulic attachments, the same thing happens. It just becomes a lot more expensive. So for us, a penny spent in, in, in wear parts or preventive maintenance saves you dollars down the road in catastrophic failures. So sure. we make attachments that are designed to run 24 seven, but anything that runs 24 seven still needs maintenance. It doesn't mean because I spent more money up front, I don't need to maintain it. Yes, you have to maintain it. If your boss bought a backhoe and you never checked the oil and the engine blew up, I'm pretty sure he's gonna fire you, right? Absolutely. So <laughs> if you buy a hammer, and never do any maintenance, I'm pretty sure it's going to fail. Right. So really paying attention to maintaining that hammer and ensuring it's being used properly, or any attachment for that matter, can definitely give you more longevity out of it. Yes. Yeah, great. Exactly. Now, I think we've covered a lot of ground already, but one of the things I'd like to, to talk about is what you see in terms of trends going forward, what you think could impact the needs and other th factors that could influence the type of attachments that contractors may be looking for in future. Do you see any specific trends that are starting to emerge that could change how we view attachment use going here, maybe even five years, two to five years? Yes, we do. One of the things I'm going to say up front is a short term. Supply chain this year, this specific year, is going to be a nightmare for a lot of companies. And this goes well beyond the Suez Canal. This is because we had such an off 2020. A lot of manufacturers did not want to bet on 2021. I will tell you at Barack, especially the US Customer Center, we did. In the middle of the pandemic, we plan for a huge 2021 and it looks like it's paying off. I have a lot of stuff coming over because I think the winner this year is the guy who picks up a lot of market share because their competitors cannot keep pace with the market and the market is going crazy right now. So in the short term, to me, the people that have will be the winners this year and the people who ordered late or were unsure will not be the winners. They will be in trouble this year. 
and, right. and they're the people we're looking to take market share from. But supply chain, again, a nightmare. And, and I'm not talking just in attachments. I'm talking in hydraulic excavators. I'm talking in all the way down to the guy who makes the boards for the excavator. They're struggling from the people who make cylinders and the bolts. That stuff is all going to be a struggle this year. And I think we're going to struggle with it right up until the end of the year. One of the things that, one of the trends that we see at Epiroc is we have designed, we have 39 different models of breakers. And one of the reasons we have so many, much more than our competitors, is we see that there is a lot of niches within the market. There's a lot more excavators than there used to be. There used to be, going all the way back to CAT, there used to be like a 215, a 225, a 235. Like So there used to be like a 15-ton excavator, then a 25, then a 35, and then a 45. Now, there is so many more excavators and so many more little niches within. So many that we create attachments that will fit one, your budget, but two, we can also fit your power need. So we have a price point and a power point. So for most of the time, when you walk into our one of our facilities or one of our partners and asks that you want to buy a hammer, you could have five to six different options. So obviously the most important thing is to find out what you're doing, what you want to do, what excavator you have. We have to ask the right questions. We have to see what your application is. And then we can tailor fit your need because what we're trending away from is these people just buying this catch-all breaker that they're going to do one thing with. It's not. As I said, the contractors are becoming more general, but they're doing more specific jobs. They'll, they'll try to do the entire job. And that means you need tools that'll fit your specific need. The other trend we see is we see in, in confined spaces becoming a problem in, in big cities. Now I say big cities, but who knows how many people are gonna be in New York after the whole pandemic. But okay, let's say they're gonna come back. We have drum cutters, right? So it reduces noise pollution and it, it reduces vibration. So where you have a big hammer and you can't work next to a hospital, you can now do that with a drum cutter or there's a lot of places that you can't blast anymore. So you need a big hammer to be able to take that rock out if it's a hard rock application. And then the other thing, a drum cutter is nice because you don't have to excavate all the rock. It can make a perfect wall for you. You can keep pushing the rock back just inch by inch by inch by inch to then be able to pour the concrete for the new building or the new foundation. Demolition tools, we're getting very specific in adding a lot of de demolition tools where we used to have four models. We might have six, eight, 10, 12 now. Again, addressing and meeting the excavator change, but also meeting the application. So we are very specific with the applications that they're doing. And, and, and listen, we also have some that, that can go over multiple applications. So they don't have to be, they don't have to narrow it down that they're only doing one thing with it. But we see that trend in the market that, that applications are changing. People want to be specific and people want to do a job and they want to be in, out, done. So we give them very hard hitting hammers that are lighter in weight. So you can put a bigger hammer on 
an excavator that maybe our competitor can't, and they can get the job done with their existing machine without having to buy something new. That's great. And I think that is something to really point out is that there are attachments that you offer that can be kind of tailored to what your needs are rather than just trying to make do with something that maybe is not going to give you the productivity and efficiency that you need and it and could even potentially damage that the attachment or even the machine if you're not pairing it properly. So exactly pairing the pairing the attachment is essential because if you don't pair it right, if you put too big of a, a hammer on too small of a machine, it can cause a lot of problems in the machine. If you put too small of a hammer on a bigger machine, it can try to force too much flow oil down into it and and hydraulically that creates more pressure it, it could be catastrophic to the to their brand new attachment or even a used attachment that they switch machines listen we're for standardization but everything has to be fit properly Absolutely. Well, we've covered a lot of different points related to attachments here. Is there anything more that you'd like to to kind of get across in terms of how contractors should be evaluating their attachments to make sure that they can get the, the maximum performance in life out of these tools and ensure they're getting that return on investment? Okay. There's a couple of things we do that is a little different. If they have competitors' attachments, we will absolutely buy them and and take them in on the purchase of a brand new one of ours or with ours, even if they're using ours, we will buy them back and get them into a different attachment if that's what's needed. We like Epiroc breakers, we will buy them back. And if they have one that their application or their focus has changed, we will buy one that's too small for their application or too big for their application and help them get into the next attachment that they need, including we'll take a hammer and sell them a pulverizer or a shear if that's what they need. Okay. So we can address some of that ourselves. All they have to do is reach out and talk to one of our partners or talk to us and we can surely help them with that. So I don't want them to feel like they're locked in. If they have the wrong attachment, we can help them get it, get the right attachment. All they have to do is talk to us, right? And if the right. attachments not hitting the way they want or not working, we'll take it. We can help them. Again, for the contractor, it's all about utilization and return on investment, okay? Their attachments, and I think sometimes this is why they don't spend the money on, on preventive maintenance and, and that stuff, because they, they see it as just, this is a tool I need to get something done. Okay. This is just what I'm doing. I need this to get this done. Okay. And they're not thinking of it as a long range attachment. This is something I want to keep. The useful life on our breakers is 10 years. Okay. Perfect example is I have a customer down South, a, a big demolition contractor, one of the largest in the United States, top three, at least. And he, we bought back a hammer this year that we sold to him in 2008. It went through three excavators. Three excavators had three full lives. The reason he bought it this year is he was finally getting another excavator and he wanted this one to get a brand new hammer. So uh, a real testament is that we have literally outlasted three excavators with this one breaker. He can't tell me he didn't make money with it because he definitely made money with it. Now, 
He also has a excellent maintenance process and took care of it and did the right stuff and the hammer worked. So if you give them attention, they will do exactly what you need them to do. It sounds like paying attention and really doing the, the due, due diligence to make sure that you're um, keeping that hammer or whatever attachment you have maintained really does make a big difference. It makes a huge difference. Yes. Well, Tom, thank you so much for all of this insight. I, it's been great information and I really appreciate you taking the time to chat with us. Not a problem. Well, that's it for this edition of Digging Deeper. Thank you to Tom Schwind at Epirock for taking the time to talk with us. Tune in every week for another episode of the Digging Deeper podcast by 4constructionpros.com. You keep listening, we'll keep digging. Until next time.